Welcome to Stuck in My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. Today's episode is brought to you by the 30-Day Online Lost and Found Program. Look, if you're someone who has that deep burning desire to do more, have more, and become more, listen up. One thing is for sure, you're indeed destined for more, but you don't know where to start or what to do. Have too many ideas? Are not sure how to operate best? Not sure what your strengths, aka superpowers are, or how to use them? Don't have enough courage or confidence? Feel like something is holding you back? Here's what the Lost and Found Program will do for you. It will give you clarity in who you are, the confidence you need to go forward, clarity in how you operate best, the power to break through what's been holding you back, clarity in what your strengths, aka superpowers are, clarity in what direction you should go in your next course of action. This powerful, impactful, and life-altering program is packed with weekly video and audio modules, motivational and inspirational videos, workbook assignments, your custom disk assessment and results, informational emails, Saturday group chat, and so much more. Let me ask you, what would happen if you changed the trajectory of your life starting today? Find out by clicking the link below and enroll today. Oh, and make sure you enter the coupon code to receive 200 off the program just because you are a listener of the podcast. Your boy Wise is out. Peace out. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E. And I have a very special guest on. He has an amazing alias. He goes by the nickname, The Nocturnal Therapist. Welcome to the show, Harry Turner. What's going on, Harry? Hey, man, appreciate you, man. It's all love and respect here, man. It's an honor to be on your show, brother. So look, man, I'm, I'm just here to have a good time and just to share, man. But yeah, I appreciate the intro. Uh, listen, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. It's, this, is, this is what I love to do, man. I love to speak to people especially about mental health, self-improvement. Those are the things that are real, real close to, like those are real things I, I really enjoy talking about because us from com coming from the community that we come from, those aren't things that we, we really talk about. It's it's a stigmatism with, within the, the, the black and Hispanic community that therapy and self-help and, and all that, those are, those are the things we don't discuss. Those are like taboos that we, we don't talk in our community because it's kind of like, you feel ashamed that you're out there trying to seek help or you're trying to speak to a therapist. It's, it, but we need to get out. We need to get over ourselves and, and realize that we need help. We can't, we can't just deal with all this ourselves. Sometimes it's good to go speak to someone that we don't really know and get some things off our chest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yo, and please let me know if I'm interrupting your flow. You know what I mean? Because I definitely want to amen that and come up in here and say some words. Go ahead, brothers. That's what. Go ahead. It's on you now. Uh, <laughs> all right. So yeah, man. Yo, just an amen with what you what you just said. And understand this. Like I know in our culture, like now it's becoming a more prevalent. Uh, this the, the knowledge is becoming more prevalent out there for us, and more of us are taking advantage of that knowledge. But understand this for those of y'all who are still on the fence, you know, or for those of us who grew up the way that I grew up and thinking that therapy was just a white person thing. Understand this. You can lose your legs and your arms and still survive. You lose your mind. There is no more you. You got to protect your mind every bit as much as you protect the rest of your body. If you have a physical health doctor, you need to have your mental health doctor. It doesn't matter. You don't have to have anything going on. If you have something going on, let me explain this real quick. And then I'm going to pause. I don't want to take over the show now. But let me explain <laughs> this real quick. There's a difference between mental health and mental wellness. You see, mental health, I'm a mental health prof uh, a professional. My credentials are I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I'm a certified clinical trauma professional. I'm a certified mental health integrative medicine provider. I'm a uh, heart-centered hypnotherapist. And I'm pretty sure there's some more letters around there around the way. But the letters are for <laughs> other people, just so other people know that I know my stuff. All right? So understand understand this. My bad. I lost my place real quick. What was the last thing I said before I said them credentials? Because I was flowing with it. Yeah, keep I was flowing with it. Yeah, you was going with it, man. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> 
It, it came back. It came back. All them letters. That's why I don't say them letters. I always get confused <laughs> when I say all those letters, man. I don't like that alphabet, man. But there's a difference between mental health and mental wellness, all right? So if you have something that is clinically, that, that is causing clinically significant features, and I say clinically significant because therapists like myself go by something called the DSM. Everyone has anxiety, but it's anxiety when it come, becomes uh, clinically significant, ergo there's an impairment in your day-to-day functioning. That's when the... That that's when that warrants uh, treatment and ergo the mental health diagnosis. So mental health is more or less an intervention after an impairment in functioning has been noticed. But what I teach in the School of Outliers is mental wellness. Mental wellness is a practice. Mental wellness is a lifestyle. Mental wellness is making sure that you don't allow your vehicle to break down before you do something about it. It's about preparing and not reacting. It's about responding to life and not reacting. Definitely, definitely, you're absolutely right. Cause it's for me. For me, I started on my on my path to uh, self wellness, to self help, self wellness, and all this other stuff in 2005. And then I had some real key key things happen in my life. I, I lost my wife in 2008 in a car accident, and she was the one who had, who had started me on my journey. And I had lost a part of myself. So for many years, I was in a dark place. I was. In the dark, I was really not caring about anything in life, and it took me to really took me quite a few years to really seek help, sit down and speak to someone, and get my life back in order, and and get back on the path that she had set me on, because I, I was lost. Don't, don't get me wrong, brother, I was lost. I was in a I was in a place where I didn't want to be here anymore. But when I came to the realization that that's not what she would want for me. And she would want me to continue to and 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 continue on that path that she had started me on. It it really it was it was it was difficult, but I went. I got seek the help that I needed to get. I, I found I found me an I found me another lady that that really helped me get back on my path to self help and self development and helped me get out of that dark place. So I was blessed to find someone that that really understood this the, where I was at. And help guide me back to where I'm at now, where things are amazing. Things are happening because of what I've because of what I've started to to do again. And it's just it's just been crazy because not everybody. I don't really share my story, which I feel like I need to really I need to do more often. But when people hear my story, they're like, "Wow!" Like. You you really you really been through a lot because after my wife I've I lost my brother my father, so it was like it was just so many things hitting me back to back and like I said I was lost for quite a while, and I was blessed to find a woman that helped me get back on my feet and show me that yo there's more to life than just than just like just giving up this 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 things you have this this things I was meant to do here and 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 then when I just like. Like when I when the pandemic started, I got furloughed from work. I had already been I had been wanting to do the podcast, but I was just making up excuses, just just holding myself back. Hence the the name of the podcast stuck in my mind because I was stuck in my mind with fear, just not just making up excuses to why not to do it. And and again, I came to the realization like yo, I can't be I can't be in this dark place anymore. I have to shine the light and and show people that listen you can go through some hardships in your life there's ways for you to get out of it and i'm I've, like i said i've i was been i've been blessed i found a, another lady another beautiful lady to to come into my life and help me get back on that path but it was also me wanting to get back on that path mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. first and foremost brother my condolences um you know, uh, for your loss. But you know, I will also add to that, that death truly is a transition. And what I've learned over time, and this may sound harsh to some, depending on where you're at in your journey, <clears throat> is that my pain is not less wondrous than my joy. 
and that the sweet ain't sweet without the bitter. You see, I've been through a lot of pain as well, uh, my brother. And what I've noticed is that that pain, when I sat with that and dealt with that pain, what I realized is it carved a deeper well within my being so that more joy can be contained within myself. And when I emerged from my darkness, I emerged like a phoenix, renewed and empowered. You see, my favorite author, Khalil Gibran, says, pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. It's the bitter potion by which the doctor within heals your sick self. So drink the potion in peace and tranquility. No, these tragedies are not there for uh, specifically for, for us. It had to happen for us to learn a lesson. No, 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 no. But since the pain is there, the point is learn a lesson from it. Grow through it. Much of our life, we look for pleasure. Uh, the mind is very hedonistic and it hates anything that is unpleasant or displeases it. And so when we choose to be authentic, when we choose to face our pain, we realize that we have to lean into that discomfort because freedom exists on the other side of our fears. You know, we understand that it requires, even though I'm afraid, I don't have to sit right here. All I, all I have to do is choose to be courageous, which is the ability to move forward in spite of being afraid. And when you do that, when you get through it and you look back at that pain, you're going to appreciate that pain because of what it developed within you. No, we, we, we don't want the tragedy. But since it came, since the pain came, you can make you can still make good use of that pain and use that as wood in your furnace, and you will set a trail that would change radically, change this entire world. I'm telling you. Oh no, I, I, I brother, I know what you're talking about because, like I said, for many years I was down a dark path, and when I got back on that on that on the right path, so many things started falling into place. So many, so many opportunities and blessings started coming my way because. I was receptive to it now. I was no longer Ooh. blaming blaming everything, blaming God, blaming everything for what was going on in, in my life. Instead of holding myself accountable for some of the decisions I've made in my life and, and that led to some of the pain. There was some of the pain that I couldn't control, but there were some of the things I've I did in my in my life that affected me as well. And when I came to a realization that, you know what, it's it's no one else's fault. It's no one to blame. Let me just get this, get over it, and keep marching on. And and that's just, it's just that's when again things just started falling into place. Blessings started to happen. Things started coming into my life because now I was receptive. Now I was willing to accept these blessings into my life. So 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 regardless of. What what where you're at in your life right now? The moment you start switching that energy and you start accepting what is going on and 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 really truly feeling that yo listen, I mean I am the reason reasoning for the change in my life. I am the cause that's gonna make things better for me, and so that's why that's another reason I really started the podcast was to talk to people like you and and talk to other entrepreneurs and other people so that who knows out there who might need to hear it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Brother, there's so much that you said, you know, uh, just now. And I want you to, you know, those, those of us, I know you already know, brother, but I want those who are listening who may need to hear this. Understand this, that freedom truly does exist on the other side of our fears. A life of authenticity, a life in authenticity is a life where you are courageously yourself. And the reason why courage is an integral part of authenticity is because it requires you to move forward in spite of being afraid. Understand this, that life will bring you pain no matter what you do. Pain is a part of life. So that means if you choose to hide in the closet because of your fears, pain will be there with you. If you choose to be courageous and step into your authentic self, you're still going to have to face pain. So if I'm going to have to face pain either way, either way I cut it, I might as well do it my way. Live or die, I might as well do it my way. Now, now that you're saying that, I never really, like, I, the Franks, when you started saying that, I, Frank Sinatra just started just popped into my head with the song I did it my way and and now I'm realizing like okay Frank had the key he knew what he was talking about he did it his way he didn't let nobody hold him back he did it the way he wanted to do it and and 
that was right now. That just like by you saying that right now, just I'm like hey, like Frank Sinatra had the key years ago, <laughs> a long time ago. People just needed to listen to the song and really not just look at it as a song, just look at the message within the song. Mm-hmm. Brother, let me tell you, that is one of my favorite songs, man. And I listened to it recently in my depressed state. Early this year, I felt I had a major depressive episode. So I have a diagnosis of PTSD as well as uh, major depressive disorder. Um, um, it's episodic. And and, and so um, in January, the end of January through February, I fell into a, a deep depressed state for about a month, surrounded several things that just hit me, losses, suicides and stuff like that, that occurred in my life. Um, <clears throat> and when all those merge combined with fatigue, please monitor your fatigue. Do not underestimate the power of sleep, ladies and gentlemen, your fatigue and non-binary folk, your fatigue. When that fatigue hits with all those stress stressors, that's when the breakdown happens, you know. Um, and so I was listening to my way. Long story short, I was listening to my way in that state because that always helps me to understand that I am not that thing that I'm running away from. You see, the thing that really holds us back, most of us is, well, all of us, is our shame. But our shame really represents who we are not. Understand that in this experience, we are born tabula rasa, which means empty slate, and we are here to have a human experience, okay? And within this human experience, you will stumble because that's a part of the process. You have to stumble. You ain't lived until you stumbled. And so, but understand this, even when you stumble, you still stumble forward. And when you stumble forward, you still stumble forward you're moving forward faster than you would had you stayed on that regular pace so that's why i still can bless my pain because i can think my pain no matter how horrible my past appears to me i am not my story i am my values i am this moment and i am what i choose to do in this moment the end yeah no it's um it's like i've my podcast has been a blessing it's it's even with everything that's going on in the pandemic i lost a real close friend to covid he was actually one of my biggest supporters. He was one of the big one, one of the people when I first started podcasting. He was one of my sounding boards. He was one of the people I would reach out to. Yo, what did I, what what did I do? What did I what did you like about it? And he was always honest with me. And he was always, he would always say, Yo, bro, this is what you need to work on. And and I would and I would t- and I would take it to heart because this is someone who I really admired and looked up to, and. He wouldn't steer me the wrong way. He would, and he. This is someone who listens to podcasts regularly, and for him to be like, "Yo, I'm proud of you, and you're doing good. Keep doing it." It just that just pushed me more. Like, yo, I got a is saying that I'm good at this. Let me keep doing this. Let me keep going. So when when I when he passed away, I had to do something. I I did a video, of like a video, dedicated to him and his wife and his sister. They loved it. And they they appreciated it so much, but it, it was just something I had to do personally, from the heart because he meant so much to me growing up. Because I I I've I've knew I knew him my whole entire life, and when I mean I knew him my entire entire life, I knew him. He knew me since I was a, a baby, and mm-hmm. I didn't know a time in my life that I didn't know him. So it was it was hard, and and it was and it was, but I knew that he wouldn't want me to just use use it as a crutch and and stop he he would want me to keep going and keep doing what i'm doing because he knew i loved doing it so Mm -hmm. so it's just i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead what happened first off blessings to that angel in your life the blessings because that is truly a personal angel you know people are looking for angels and, and they're right in front of us you know um and oftentimes we we really don't realize it until they're gone unfortunately but that was definitely an angel in your life and so blessings to him and his family and his life and whoever created him and went into making create making him you know um uh, but i wanted to uh to, to to state that understand that as you are uh, going upon, around your, going along your path and you find uh, connections, make sure that these connections are, are evenly yoked, as they would say, or they are able to be uh, reciprocal in some form or fashion. And what I mean by that is that his angel, my brother's personal angel, not only saw him when he was up, but saw him when he was flat on his back. And you see, for, for a person for a connection to come in, not just during the good times, because everybody wants to be around during the good times. 
You see those faithful few that stick around when you are at your lowest and still see the sun inside of you, despite your darkness. They don't even, they're not even really reacting to your darkness because they are only looking at that light that they know is there and that you are. Those are your people. That's your family. Stick with those people. You just, you're bringing up so much for me, man. I just, you know. <laughs> no, no, bro, this, this is what I, this is what, this is what I do. This is, I just love having conversation about real life, man. I just try to, like, I try to be my authentic self. I don't come on here and, and act like, I just be myself. I don't, I don't, I want people to, to really see who I am. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to portray myself as something that I'm not. And I'm, I'm a vulnerable person like anyone else. I, I, I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. But it's all life lessons mm -hmm. for me. I'm, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. And it's just it's just me focusing on just having the best conversations I can because for the people who are listening to me, they're giving me something very precious. They're giving me their time. For them giving me their time, I want to give them the best quality of myself and my content that I can put out. So I just I just mm -hmm. work on improving myself every day, just learning and, and growing. Because again, like I said, people are giving me something precious, which is their time, which is something they will never give back. So I hope they gain something from listening to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say this, brother. You are responsible to be your true authentic self and nothing more. Because when the student is ready the teacher will show up. People drop jewels all day long, brother, that people just look at and, uh, and just walk right on past. I drop jewels all day long, man, that people don't even realize. The stuff that I'm giving my people in my therapy office, people are paying uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to life coaches to give, you know, but it's on them. You can lead a person to water, but you can't make them drink. But I understand what you're saying because it's the same. The passion is still there for me too. But I just, I, I, I want to caution you with making sure that you don't burn out with the, the, uh, the making sure that you produce this, this authentic presentation given to your people. While you definitely want to present, while I definitely want to present myself as authentic at all times, I also want to make sure that instead of other people seeing my most authentic self, that I'm seeing my most authentic self. When I begin to observe my most authentic self, that's when I can step into that flow. And when I step into that flow, baby, it's beautiful. Amen. <laughs> that was the wife. <laughs> <laughs> that was the wife. I didn't mean that. Hold on. Yeah. That's the <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, she, she knows when I don't respond, I'm recording. So she, she's fine. <laughs> it, it, it's been, yeah, it's, it, you know, she's one of my biggest supporters. She, she doesn't listen to my podcast. She'll, she, she's not, she'll tell me, she, but she's my biggest supporter. She goes, because when I first started, I would spend hours gaming. And when I started podcasting, I just completely abandoned my PlayStation. And she goes, you are really serious about this. And since you're really serious about this, I'm behind you 100%. And so, like I said, she doesn't listen to the podcast, but she is one of my biggest fan, one of my biggest supporters, and and she has my back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. Bless the wife, bless the wife, man. Yo, I, we need those people. My wife is uh, also the exact same, man. She she supports. She does listen to the podcast when she can, but she's a teacher, and so she's frequently tired. You know, she'll fall asleep grading paperwork and whatnot. You know. Um, but definitely it's a blessing to have those angels in our life, man. Um, I, I also wanted to, uh, just in case anybody was curious about the name nocturnal therapist, I just wanted to explain that right quick. Definitely therapist, because even before I knew I was a therapist, uh, I was providing advice to others. And so, uh, you know, I would just lead down this path and, and I never knew I was going to be a therapist. I really didn't, and, and but it occurred. And so when I look back on my life, I realize that I've always been that for people. Nocturnal, representing uh, basically that my mind, my creativity sparks between 10 p.m. to uh, 3 a.m. typically, or really 10 a.m. to 2 a.m., but sometimes to 3 a.m. Um, and also the fact that my, my, my personal 
uh, understanding of life and the way that I navigate life. Nocturnal for me means that I can still navigate life despite being surrounded by so much darkness, even my own. That's deep. That's real deep with that, man. Yeah. But I, I love the name, man. I love that name, Doctor. Listen, I love that name. That's that's awesome. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, man. So you're a hypnotherapist. Yeah. That's one of my credentials. Uh, you know, it's it's hypnotherapy is a tool, you know? It's it's just an add-on, you know, it's an added So is it is it anything like how they show it on TV where you would hypnotize a person and, and make them bark as a dog and <laughs> stuff like I'm just I'm Hell asking because no. I don't <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> Hypnotherapy, definitely is nothing like that. You know, uh, that's that's just Hollywood uh, stuff. Hypnotherapy is more or less allowing a person to get into a relaxed body state and then exploring whatever it is that they choose to explore. It is uh, self-led. Uh, they're leading themselves into the depths of their being in a relaxed state because oftentimes we, uh, not oftentimes, all of us, are extremely uncomfortable when it comes down to facing our shame. And so uh, hypnotherapy pretty much is like a relaxer for a person so that all those internal guards that would keep us from exploring ourselves because we're afraid of doing so, those guards chill out. You know, everybody, everybody get past the blunt, everybody chill out, you know what I mean? And then uh, you can explore yourself without being triggered. And so in that state, we visit certain uh, traumatic events uh, as a, as a heart center hypnotherapist. I revisit certain traumatic events that then led to certain behavioral patterns. For instance, a person being told that they sounded um, ugly. I mean, that they, their voice was ugly, you know, but then later on developing uh, some sort of uh, throat uh, cancer or illnesses regarding the throat throughout their life. Oftentimes, uh, the, our trauma, when we don't deal with it, it still deals with us. And so it'll manifest in physical symptoms as well, but it's a something that's happening, uh, subconsciously, something that is unresolved subconsciously, you know? Um, and so in that state, we discover what conclusion a person made about themselves. Let's say a divorce happened. If a child concluded, if you had concluded at that age that, um, it's your fault. And because, because you're a bad, you're a bad boy, you know, or whatever. Um, then based off of that conclusion that my parents were divorced because I'm a bad boy, as an adult, a person may have commitment issues, no matter how amazing the relationship may be, because in their mind subconsciously, that child is saying, I'm a bad boy who will ruin anything that's good. And so hypnotherapy helps to deal with that. We think that when we get older, turn 18, all that stuff in the past no longer matters. Bullshit. It most certainly matters. Oh, excuse me. I don't know if you curse on the show. Well, I curse all the time. Don't worry. You're good. <laughs> I curse okay. all the time. We're okay. good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> but, did that, but did that explain? Yeah, no. No, it know, did. It did. It does. It, it does. Because at me, I'm, I'm like, um, watch what you say to yourself. You re- words are really powerful, so you really need to watch what you say to yourself. It's not what screw what anyone else says to you. It's the things that you say to yourself. Like when people say, "Oh, I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I can't believe those words are powerful." And your and your subconscious is like, "Okay, you're stupid. You're dumb. All right, then here we go. Then that's what you are." And people don't realize that. People don't realize you you're the way you treat yourself personally it, it, it it's it's key you really have to you really have to speak really well to yourself you have to say some really nice things to yourself and people don't know that people just assume that they have to give validation from someone from outside from somewhere else when they really need to look within within themselves and like i said speak really well to themselves mm-hmm. and there's the science behind that. Understand that whatever, understand that you're a mini creator. All of us are mini creators. And so that I am, when we declare I am a thing, we become that thing. When you were talking early on about you had to realign, what you were talking about was you had to realign your personal aura with the experience that you were seeking because your personal aura wasn't receptive to what it was that you truly wanted to experience. And so you spent time doing the self-work to realign your aura to what it was that your actual choice that you actually desired. And that took love and hard work and facing your fears. 
Understand this, thought, word, and deed. That is the formula of manifestation in this place that we call isness. Thought, word, and deed. So you think it first, then you speak it. That has more power. And then based off of that, you follow through with your actions. That manifests whatever you say the I am is. If you think I am stupid, if you're thinking that I'm stupid, and then you speak I'm stupid, and then you begin to behave as such, so you don't take the risks that you uh, have in your heart. You may want to start a business, but you don't do it because you got the I am stupid in your head or whatever, you know? You're not thinking about going back to college or whatever because the I am stupid is there. That, that then manifests itself in real time, and you really do become, your experience revolves around this concept that you've created, that you are somehow inferior, ergo, I am stupid, and so this is my existence. I agree with what you said 100%. 100%. Because this, it, it, it's, it's, I've, those are things that I've applied into my life. Those are things I've done to get out of the, to get out of the, 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 the darkness that I was in is really stop feeling sorry for myself and, and just start just living and doing what I'm supposed to do and, and stepping out of my comfort zone and making myself very, very uncomfortable, which before the end of the year, I'm going to truly really make myself uncomfortable because I know in order for my business to thrive, I have to put time and effort into it and having the job that I have is not allowing me to do that. So eventually I have a big decision to make is do I continue at my job, not wasting my time, but give, putting too much time in, into that or really just making myself really, really uncomfortable and just focusing on building up my production company. Uh, this weekend we're launching the radio station and it's just me, like I said, it's just me really having to make myself uncomfortable even more to get what I want. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is that basically it's a choice between your faith or your fears. You know, you can choose safety or you can choose freedom. Sailboats are safest at the harbor, but they were never built to remain docked. Yes, it is dangerous out there. It is uncomfortable, but I look at the universal wisdom uh, that is taught in, in nature, and uh, nature uh, ha has taught me so much about spirituality. And so uh, mama birds, uh, when baby birds get big enough, mama birds, some birds will take their beak and will turn the twigs around so that the twigs are poking the baby bird. She is intentionally making the nest uncomfortable. Why is she doing that? because she knows that it's time for them to fly and find their own nest because the only thing that's more dangerous and, and they could fly off right now. She knows that the moment that they fly off, they could be lunch for some predator. She knows that, but she knows the one thing that is more dangerous than the predators out there is the fear within complacency. That's more dangerous than the dangers that are out there. And so that discomfort then gives the motivation. Again, pain <laughs> gives them the motivation to fly off and find their own nest. And looking at that, taking that lesson, how do I apply it to my own life? When I am extremely comfortable and I am not doing anything about it, that is my cue that I have become complacent and it is time for me to get up, take the risk, and fly, find a new nest. You know, authenticity or fear, safety, understand that the mind is based off of keeping you safe. And if you operate from the mind, it will do a great job of making sure that you continue to exist. But existing is not the same as living. Merely existing is not the same as living. We could spend our lives earning a living and then die with regrets. But earning a living is not actually a living. That's a dying. And we got to understand that we are born dying. All of us are born dying. So what you want to do with your life? What do you want to do with it? Look, man, this is, this, this, this is me all day long, man. I sleep like this. I talk I talk in my sleep like this, man. I'm telling you, like, you know, because because let me tell you something, brother. What I'm doing and what I've learned to do is talk to myself. You know, I see you as an extension of myself. When I talk to other people, this whole concept of loving thy, uh, loving thy neighbor as thyself, I finally get it because I see other people as no more than a different version of myself. And so when I'm talking to other people, I speak with the same urgency. I would want somebody to speak to me, you know? Yeah. 
I, I, listen, oh, it's, it's funny because some of the people I speak to, you would look at us and you would think we had nothing in common. But then after we conversate, mm-hmm. we realize that we have a lot in common. And, and, and it's mm-hmm. like, wow, like, she, like I, I interviewed this lady from Ireland that she's been in the States over 30 years, 25 years. And I would have never thought me and her had anything in common. We had to start having a conversation. Come to find out, we have a lot of things that us we we we, we kind of follow and kind of, kind of believe in. So when I speak to like this is meant to happen. This conversation is meant to happen, and I truly do believe mm-hmm. that. I put that I, I put that energy out there. You came into it, and that's and that's that's how that's what I believe in. I'm I'm not a religious person. I'm very spiritual. I I, I believe in higher power and higher cause. So for me. When I speak to people, it's me attracting them into my life. And, and, and there's something I have to learn from this conversation. There's something I'm going to get out of this conversation with you. Mm. And, and that's what I'm realizing mm. that I'm craving more of is having conversation of value. No longer feel like I want to have a kind like I don't speak to any, I don't really speak to anyone unless I feel me and that person have gained something from the conversation. Mm-hmm. What you're speaking to, brother, is discernment and alignment because you you begin to move in a very purposeful way. And what you, the whole reason in every relationship, be it romantic, business-wise, whatever, we're attracting each other. We are attracted to similarities in the other for a reason. The reason why we attracted to similarities is because the other is a reflection of ourselves. And so every single interaction that we have with the other, whoever the other is, be it romantic, business, a stranger in Walmart, whatever, any interaction we have with the other, it is there with the opportunity to learn something about ourselves, about ourselves. It's always about us. Yeah. But we need each other to understand that. We need each other to see ourselves most accurately. Because some screwed up shit goes on inside our minds about ourselves. And we need to be set free from that illusion of how fucked up we are. Yeah. Excuse my language. Right. I don't oh. need to drop the F-bomb on you. You, I just- you can drop that bomb, man. <laughs> we can drop that bomb. It's cool. It's all good, man. It's being yourself, man. I don't, people, I don't trust anyone who doesn't curse. <laughs> if you don't curse, I don't trust you, man. <laughs> Oh man, hey brother, this is some some things just cannot substitute a good like curse word. I'm a I'm an educated man, I have three degrees, you know what I mean? But there's just certain things that just cannot substitute a good curse word, yeah. man. Like, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna get an argument from me, man. I agree. like I said, I don't if you don't curse, I don't trust you, man. Like, come on, you can't you can't just always be squeaky clean. You can't I'm like you can't be like, oh fudge. Nah, man. That F bomb gotta come out once in a while. <laughs> yes indeed. Yes indeed. Hell yeah. And none of us are. That's the thing. That's the thing. I, I I come out raw and I come authentic when I speak to my people because my mission statement is to assist those in developing the audacity to live unapologetically authentic. The thing with authenticity is that the good intention can, if you allow leave it to the mind, good intention, if the mind will take your good intentions, it will turn it against you. And then you will be trying to uh, fit this uh, this bullshit image of perfection that you have in your head because you know what your values are. But there are times when we do not move according to our values. And that's true for all of us, even though we don't talk about it. But it's in those times that we experience what? Shame. And again, I said that we are attracted to our similarities. And so what does our shame do? We're repulsed by it. Why? Because it represents who we are not, not who we are. And who are we? The closest representation to who we are are our values. And that's all that shame is there for. It's not for you to attack yourself and your beingness. You are not shame. Shame is only there to let you know, A, you're off path. Forgive yourself and forgive whoever else you need to forgive. And just in case you don't know what forgiveness is, to forgive literally means to relinquish your desire to see the person that has caused you harm punished. Relinquish your desire to see the people that have harmed you punished and relinquish your desire to constantly punish yourself by trying to push yourself into this image of perfection that is non-existent. We are perfect imperfection. All of us are imperfect because we have to be. 
This is this is how we ha- that's is how we have a full human experience. If you're not screwing up in life, you ain't living. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, right. not all the time. Now you just can't be. You can't. You can't. No, you can't, screw up you can't be. A, you can't be a complete yeah, screw up. No, absolutely not. But <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna make mistakes. But you just. It's just how you apply, how you learn and, and apply those mistakes to your to your life. Like, okay, I did this. It didn't work. If you keep repeating that same shit over and over, that's crazy. That's craziness. Mm-hmm. If you can't realize that it's not going to work, it didn't work the first 300 times you tried it, then it's got to be something different. You got to try something different. Or maybe they've chosen in this lifetime to experience craziness? a failure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Look, another person's path, this is my practice, my personal practice is I don't judge anybody else's path. So another person's path is their path. Uh, you mentioned uh, you're not a religious person. I would say that you're not uh, religious in the forms of established religion, but my personal belief is that we all have a religion. It's what we think, say, and do represents our religion. So if you talk, if you think about music, talk about music, and and all you do is music, then that's your religion. That's what represents our religion, in my opinion, you know. Um, But but, but yes, um, understand that you will mess up life is sloppy and it's meant to be sloppy so that you can experience look the sweet ain't sweet without the bitter in this place of isness we know a thing based off of its opposite nothing exists without its opposite the reason why we experience darkness is so that we can truly appreciate the light period and it ain't even about getting to the light it's it's that's 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 the purpose that's the point to get to the light but it ain't even really about the arrival place it's about what you become in the process of fighting to get to the light who you become in that process is much more important and much more valuable than the end result of that. Definitely, bro. Definitely. I agree with you 100%, man. Yeah. Yeah. Look, man, I'm look, again, I'm like this in my sleep, brother. Cause I, <laughs> I've, 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 I've spent too much of my life shitting on myself. I've spent too much of my life limiting myself based off of this belief of inferiority no matter where it came from, internalized oppression, whatever, whatever you want to call it. The point is, is that it's there. Yeah. And I spent too much of my life not being my authentic self because of fear of failure, because of fear of shame, because of fear of making a mistake, because of fear of not being perfect. When I realized that's the whole reason why I'm here, to be all of that, to have a full human experience. And that's, and that's why I love the podcast. That's why I love doing my podcast because I get to be myself. I, I get to truly be who I want to be and people get to see who I truly am. I, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. It's just it, within me. It's just something within me that's telling me that oh, you need to keep doing this. You need to create other platforms. And, and that's why I'm, I, I, I'm launching the radio station because I felt I need to own something. This is something I need to own something I, as something I control. Cause I don't control what I put up. Like YouTube can, censor me anytime they want facebook could censor me anytime they want spotify any of these platforms could censor me whenever they want so i decided i was going to create myself a platform that they have no control over that i have control. again we are attracted to what is similar mere reflection of the self i also have a platform and I use StreamYard for that platform. Uh, is that maybe this might be a good time for me to do a little, like, let the people know where to find? Is that okay if I spend a little time? Oh no, we're about to, you're about to, to you're me? about to plug away, man. You're about to plug everything. You're about to let them know where they can find oh, you. Do everything. Oh, oh, I'm, oh I'm gonna hold off on that then. But let's let's continue <laughs> the dialogue. Then I'll, I'll hold off on that until the end. <laughs> but that's that, the same thing that you're doing, man. Um, that's as a therapist, as a licensed therapist. You know, they I call. The, we have the strictest uh, licensure rules of any profession, you know, and so it really puts you in a box. You think that it would open up opportunities, but it really puts you in a box as far as self-expression. And I had a choice to make. I even talked to a lawyer before I began my stream yarn because I knew I was taking a risk going out there and just being my authentic self and being free and being human. And the lawyer advised me not to do it. And then I had a choice. This is the only thing, your your therapy, your private practice is the only thing that produces money for you, Harry. Are you going to risk that to do something that gives you joy, but does not produce income? If anything, you're losing income because you got to pay for the platform, but it brings you joy. 
I had to ask myself, what the hell am I here for? So uh, I had to create that platform. Is it values or fear, faith or fear, you know? And I had to choose values, man, because I know that freedom exists on the other side of my fears. And so same thing, man, and I keep it raw and I keep it authentic on my platforms, you know? People need to hear that truth and they need that. They need authenticity. That's the only true path to, to a real connection. You can't reach the, the mind can understand a lot. And if you just, and people know a lot, if you, when I talk to a matter of fact, people that come to me at that, that's looking for help. When you talk to them, a lot of times the response is, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. You see, but it's not about the knowing, it's about the doing. Knowing is not enough. We must be willing to apply that application. Bruce Lee said that, you know, and so understanding why we're choosing to do something else, because it's not about what we're not doing. It's about what we choose to do, because what we choose to do is a reflection of what's going on inside of our minds and inside of our hearts. OK, brother, I'm, I'm look, man, <laughs> I could be on this thing with you for another four to five hours just talking, bro. Like, ooh, I got so much in me right now, man. Like, and I love the synergy. Yeah. Because, you know what I mean? When, when when kindred spirits get together, this synergy happens, bro, and it's just like, yo, just let it flow. Yeah, people. Just let it flow. They, they, like, this is what I, this is why I really do love talking, man. When I speak, especially when I speak to someone I have a connection with and the conversation is going so well and the energy is so, so overwhelmingly good, man. Just nothing but positive vibes and positive energy. It builds on, it builds, helps you build more confidence and helps you be like, yo, all right, this energy is awesome. It helps you really elevate yourself even more. So when, whenever I get the opportunity to have these great conversations, man, I just, I just soak them in, man. I just, I just, I'll go back and I'll listen to this two to three times before I, like, before I release it, just to like see where, all right, little golden nuggets here and there. I'm, I'm, it's like, I guess I'm kind of in a way I'm, I'm being selfish because I'm doing these interviews in a way. So, so for me to learn as well, for me, this, yes, my, it's good for my mm -hmm. listeners as well, but I'm also getting a little bit of knowledge from these interviews and these talks. So it's a little bit of selfishness mm -hmm. in there. I, let me just let me just for the for the for the for the listeners out there, and it's only because I'm a professional here that I know this, but that is not selfishness. That is self love. Yeah. You see, anytime if you're not getting something out of what it is that you're doing, regardless if you're doing it for feeding others, then you're not you're not on the right path. Because whatever you do, when you're moving purpose, it will feed you and everybody else. You don't have to starve whenever you're moving in authenticity. And so, under understand that selfish. The, the true definition of selfishness is when we are in those dark places, when we lose ourselves, because selfish, when you think about a color, like if I said something was blue-ish, it means it's blue, but kind of off blue. So that means wise, when wise is selfish, that he is wise, but he is not quite wise, you know, something, there's something going on. Those are times when we are selfish, when we lose ourselves. But when you are moving in authenticity, you could never be selfish. It is an impossibility because you are moving in love. Wow. See, I didn't think about that. Again, it's something that now I learned something new now. It's not, it's self-love. So, listen, brother, it, it's, these are things that I, I appreciate these things, man. Like now I know not to say those, not to say that I'm selfish. It, it's those little mm -hmm. things, it's those little nuggets that, that help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm 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 happy to share, man. It's, it's, I'm proud. I'm I'm grateful. I'm honored and humbled that you would ask me to be on the show to even share. So thank you, brother. Now you know what time it is. It's time for you to plug away, brother. Let them know where they can find you. All right. This is like the first time I've ever done a promotion on somebody else's show. So let me try to get this right now. <laughs> I was practicing with my digital manager. I'm not really a good seller of self, but anyway. So my main website is uh, the School of Outliers website is becomeanoutlier.com. That's B-E-C-O-M-E-A-N-O-U-T-L-I-E-R.com. Um, you can also find me, The Nocturnal Therapist, on Instagram and uh, YouTube. Just, just look me up, Nocturnal Therapist. And uh, also I have, I'm on two podcasts. One podcast that we begin 
when the, the pandemic hit, me and a dietitian, my partner, because we couldn't see people, but we still wanted to give people that knowledge. And so um, we began a free Zoom calls that then people asked us to record and then later became a podcast. So if you wanted to check out this wellness podcast uh, with my dietitian friend, it is whenharrymetdaphne.com. That's whenharrymetdaphne.com. And Daphne is spelled D A Peach. Peach. D A P H. I try to combine it to D A P H N E. So whenharrymetdaphne.com. Uh, is there anything else that I miss? I also have a wellness blog. A wellness blog. If you go to payhip.com, payhip is P A Y H I P, payhip.com slash nocturnal. I'm creating an ebook store as well as a, a mental wellness ebook store, as well as I have a wellness blog. And my goal is I'll never sell an ebook over uh, $9.99, no matter how much effort I put into it, because there is no reason for basic mental wellness knowledge for our kids and adults and families, for all of us not have uh, access to this basic knowledge. So I see the issue. And if I see it, I feel a moral obligation to try to be a remedy to that. So you can check me out there as well. I think that's everything. Oh, oh, and you can buy me a coffee. If you think I'm really cool, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash is that so. There we go. <laughs> how, how is that platform? I've, I've been thinking about, because I use Patreon. I was thinking about buying me a coffee. I was going to check it out. So, see, ah, oh, synchronicity, synchronicity, <laughs> and oh my goodness, synchronicity. So the brother just reminded me. I also have a Patreon site, and it's uh, patreon.com slash is that so. But I've just started trying out the buy me a coffee because, I, like, I have, you know, I know this is no reflection on me, but I have all of four subscribers right now. You know what I mean? And for the amount of time and effort and the expenses, actually I have to shut down my practice to do a lot of my social influencing because these are two separate businesses, you know? Um, and so I was like, maybe it's just a platform, you know? Maybe if I try buying me a coffee, I can get more people because it seems like a smoother template. But I tell you what, Wise, I will definitely let you know. I just created that last week. I'm going to let you know if it pops off more than Patreon. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. But again, appreciate you being on the show, brother. And now it's time for a shout out. Big shout out to my real wise family, King Sage, Bobby J, Brandy J. Big shout out to the homie Chrissy Richards from Cypher Knowledge with Chrissy. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina, I love you, baby. And as always, I give a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. You know how your boy wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at wise underscore B underscore blunt. Instagram at wise underscore B underscore blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash wise76. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.